I am Ohiro Oni Eselem. Ruminations is the podcast where I discuss matters of life. I am quite conscious of my thoughts. That would not be news to some people who know me and know me well. I think this is probably the reason why I decided from a young age that I would be a teetotaler because it was important to me that I always maintain cognizance of my thoughts and also consciousness of my environment. Something is different now, however. If thoughts are categorized in layers, I am now not just conscious of my environment, but I'm also now much more conscious of those layers and the categories into which my thoughts fall. As a cautionary note, this is not to be taken as an introduction to or an invitation to engage in an exploration of all spe- speculations about the workings of my mind. Believe me, such an effort will be tantamount to a royal waste of time. Indeed, it will be akin to the proverbial chasing of shadows. As I have been thinking and writing lately, and I have in fact been doing a lot of thinking, but as my thoughts have focused on love, hate, and my relationship with God, I have also found myself wondering why I'm a free man. Why, for example, am I not in prison when through much of my life I have lived in violation of behaviors and rules that were considered normative at various points in my lifetime? For example, I drink from water fountains and sit in sections of trains and buses in a country where, even in my lifetime, it was against the law to do so if you were black. I read and write in a country where it was once illegal for anyone of my skin color to develop that skill. A country where interracial marriage was against the law and punishable by imprisonment. I, okay, I shall stop there. But why am I not being prosecuted for anything when so many people in the same world in which I live are being prosecuted and even killed for their religion, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, and or political affiliation. Why am I even alive when so many die even before they get to experience life to its optimal extent? I am content with the fact that I may never know the answers to these and similar questions. I'm also sufficiently self-aware that the reason why I'm not in prison or even under arrest 
is not because I am perfect or because I'm a better man than most who have faced persecution and are either in prison are in prison or dead. Mahatma Gandhi, Dr. Martin Luther King, Fela Kuti, Nelson Mandela, and Muhammad Ali all had records of arrest in their lifetimes, but each of them left imprints of an oversized life that was magnified by the fact that he, like all in that group, rose to take up a cause greater than himself. Even among the living, we know of men and women like Wallace Shoyinka of Nigeria, Bishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa, and Aung San Suu Kyi of Myanmar, just to name a few. All individuals who experienced arrests as they stood up against powerful forces and were not deterred even by the power of those forces from their fight for social justice. In a world and country in which many people still regard interracial marriage as the wrong thing to do, and where many churches still refuse to marry interracial couples or do so grudgingly when they do, I cannot forget the persecution and struggle of Mr. and Mrs. Lovin, whose plight was taken up by the United States Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, who himself will later get killed. But his fight to have interracial marriages legalized and to ensure that interracial couples will be free in the United States actually succeeded in the legalization of interracial marriages by the United States Supreme Court in 1967. That was not a very long time ago. But thanks to that important piece of history, interracial couples in the United States no longer live under the threat of legal arrest and or persecution. So to all those who continue to fight fights that we know or do not know, I just would like to say, maintain your hope, continue to fight, it will get better. There are many reasons why I could be arrested imprisoned or dead, but I am not. So in a world in which being black in a racially heterogeneous society can be the impetus for an arrest or even death, I am definitely guilty of the offense of being black. Yet I am free. At the same time, it is impossible to wipe off my memory the images of people like me being chased and be beaten by dogs and beaten by the police or of Dr. Martin Luther King and other civil rights leaders getting arrested 
humiliated, spartan, and in some, indeed in many cases, killed. All because they were fighting so that people like me could be where I am today. Every day, I think of the sacrifices that are made and sometimes I wonder how I can make them proud of posthumously. But while all of this is true, that we are no longer where we were as a nation, and that our world is a better place than it was, the reality is also that we are not where we could be. In no racially heterogeneous society in the world are members of racial and ethnic minority groups truly equal to members of the dominant racial and ethnic groups. Despite the claims that many of such societies make in their constitutions and other legal and political books, in which they talk about equality, the right about everyone being free, and they get on political soapboxes and proclaim that everyone is equal. But in every society, there is a dominant group and at least one oppressed group. And it is not always about race, but more often about socioeconomic status. Indeed, every day, we are looking for new people to enslave because putting others in bondage empowers us. Yet, None of us is truly free if some of us are in bondage. Victims of sex trafficking and slavery abound in small and big towns and in cities around the world. This should be a challenge that we all rise to. But do we really do that? The answer is that we don't, because instead we leave the task of the fight against such inhuman acts to only a few while the rest of us go about our days in comfort and ignorance. So while we maintain our comfort and our ignorance and feign being busy, Slavery has returned to Africa. In Libya, fellow Africans have been auctioned in slave markets, a development that should remind us all of history. History does not repeat itself in exactly the same way. When any event reminds us of history, we must know that the nature and intensity of its occurrence is always greater or less. In an age when the impact of technology is significantly felt even in the most remote parts of the world, 
one can expect that if allowed to fester, modern-day slavery in Libya and other places not yet discovered by the cameras of CNN will become more lethal, more ruthless, more financially lucrative, therefore more brutal, and much more extensive in its practice and span than we may yet imagine. African leaders are too incompetent and too corrupt to stop the slave trade in Libya. But thanks to CNN, the rest of us know that the slave trade is back in Africa. It will be one thing if we did not know, but now we do. What shall we do about it? Contrary to what we may claim and believe, we did not choose freedom. Freedom chose us. Every one of us who now lives in freedom owes his or her life and freedom to many giants who fought, suffered, and all died to make us free. Our job is to use their gift to make others free. And the best way to do that is not through conflict and hatred, but by turning our societies into communities of love, hope, and peace. We are not truly free until we stand against the implicit and explicit suppression of those who may not look like us, love like us, or worship like us. I am more conscious now of the fact that my freedom is a product of the work of others who fought and died, that I might have freedom. They did so without even knowing me, my religion, my race, or my sexual orientation. Thanks to them, I did not choose freedom. Freedom chose me. I am therefore propelled by a desire to keep running the race that I run, in the hope that one day when my time in this physical body is fully spent, it will be said of me that I also fought the good fight. I am ready to play my path in addressing modern-day slavery. Are you? If so, let's join our hearts and hands to losing the bondage of others who share our world with us. The time to start that work is now. We cannot wait.